Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast today, Sunday, June 19, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we come before you, pleading the blood of Jesus Christ. We come before your throne of grace, Lord, that you may bless us with your wisdom, with understanding, that you may continue to guide our walk with you, O God. And for those who are watching and listening, who have not known your name, Lord, that they may know your son, that they may believe in his name, that they may be saved from their sins. We give you all the praise, all the glory, O Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon this broadcast, wherever it will be heard or listened or watched in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, speak to us, to your children, and to those who become your children. And may the words that you hear break the yokes in those who are still in bondage and free them, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from our brother Calibrasi. May the Lord continue to bless him and his home in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We continue with our series. I made a slight modification. Instead of and, I put have there. So instead of actions and consequences, we have actions and consequences series. Same thing. The series outline Last Sunday, we spoke on the world of angels. Today, we're going to talk about the world of the first humans. Next Sunday will be the world of the second humans unless we are led to change variation. And then from there, you can see the balance, the rest on the board. Today's topic, the world of the first humans. The outline. God loved the man he had created. So much love. Was bored. Second, we see manipulation by the greatest manipulator of all times. The lies and enticement. We will also see the consequences of the disobedience <coughs> of our first humans. How they began to acquire the nature of evil. Number four, we shall see the wickedness of fallen humans. And our song will cry unto the Lord and pray to prepare our hearts to worship Him at all times. Number one, God loved the man He had created. First scripture, please. I read from Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. Then God looked over all He had made, and He saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came. Marking the sixth day. Praise the Lord. Everything God had made, he looked at it was very good. No evil, no blemish, nothing. It was all good in God's sight. Next scripture, please. Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. 
and there he placed the man he had made. Praise the Lord. I know most of you are believers know all these scriptures, but please bear with me today because there are many things in context which we may learn something from them. The Lord God planted the garden. He, God. He didn't say he created it. He planted. Sign of what? Love. Great love. The Lord of the whole universe planted a garden for a mere woman. Created from dust. Next scripture, please. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 to 23. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone, and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman, because she was taken from man. Praise the Lord. Note Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend, and to watch over it. So much love and a great responsibility. Then in verses 19 to 20, the Lord brought all the things he had created, wild animals and whatever that first woman named it, God said, that's okay by me. What a great trust. And yet he knew that the man needed a companion co-equal and so in Genesis chapter 2 21 to 23 the Lord brought the woman using a rib from the man so the first man had everything a companion beautiful garden to attend God's love and trust Harmony in the Garden of Eden. God created it and enschooled them in that garden and protected them. Harmony in Eden. Let's go to the next item. Manipulation. Lies and enticement. In the previous segment, God's action was total love, unquestioned love, love 
that is above and beyond reason. Scripture, please. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Praise the Lord. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. 3, 6 gives us, Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 gives us the answer. The woman is enticed. The woman loved what she was seeing. So it was easy to believe the lies. And the great manipulator, the greatest of all time, the greatest evil being of all time, manipulated her. Because she was enticed. She saw it, it was something good. But she forgot the command of the one who loved them so much. We can say the woman was naive, ignorant. So, but the truth is that she was enticed to disobey God. And the man with her ate also. Let's bring it to our context just briefly. Many of us use such foolish arguments to excuse our misbehaviors and actions today. We continue to attend those buildings calling themselves churches that do not promote God but mammon. Our actions show that we do not trust God. Our actions show that we prefer our church elders and leaders and pastors even though we know with the evidences before us that they are not called by God or they are falling from the faith. And we continue and the argument to be, oh, maybe we're naive, maybe we're deceived. No, no, no. We're deceived because we were enticed. We, have, we loved it. So they're able to play on our love for the things of the world. On our pride of life. I want, that's why I say, let us go back to Eden. That's where it all started. It has not changed. If anything, the enemy of your soul and my soul has perfected the techniques. So, our actions today have consequences. What I do has consequences. What I say has consequences. The same applies to you, child of God. Let's continue. All the woman had to do was obey the command not to eat the fruit. And the man should not have joined her to eat, no matter what. No excuse. 
The serpent told lies. That's what most of you hear in your church organizations and buildings called churches. Every Sunday. And you will continue going. Because you love lies. Because you love the things you are hearing. Does anything prevent you and I from reading the Bible on our own? And trusting only God to bring to pass his promises? Even if we are illiterate, what prevents us from asking our children or grandchildren to read the Bible to us directly the way it is in the Bible? No interpretation. Let me say this, and I've said it many, many times before. The human being without Christ is no match for the devil. There is no human being on this earth. The most so-called intelligent or whatever, the so-called genius are no match for the devil. Period. He has been there. He was able to deceive one third of God's angels. That means his sophistry. His articulation is beyond power. He can present arguments to deceive and to manipulate, and he's the chief master. If he could deceive angels created in the same, this like himself, intelligent, powerful beings, can you imagine how, if you don't have Christ, you say, you, you are not a match for the devil. No, nobody is. However, when you have Christ, he's under your feet. And that's what he doesn't want people to know. Praise the Lord. We continue now to the consequences of disobedience. Because fallen humans have now acquired the nature of evil. It, it pains me to speak about this. But at the same time, I have to bring it to you and not to myself. That our actions have consequences. Some of the things you are facing today in your life were caused by you, child of God. After you repented, some things happened and you are still battling those things. Stop battling them. Confess them to the Lord. Ask the Lord to forgive you. But there will be consequences. Take those consequences. Because the first man and woman chose to obey the serpent and not God, they and their descendants became whom they had believed. That is why I'm worried about everybody. The nature of the human being is evil. I know theologically a lot of people have said that. Forget it. Using it from first principles, the nature of the human being is evil because Whoever you obey, you become that one slave. The father of the first humans after they disobeyed God was no longer God. Unbelievers, stop calling God your father. He is not your father. He becomes your father when you accept your son Jesus Christ on the cross. Then he becomes your father again. Otherwise, you are the child of the devil. That's why it pays me to say, but I have to say because scripturally we are going to demonstrate it. Next scripture, please. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Praise the Lord. If you obey God, you have righteous living. 
But if you're a slave to sin, which every unbeliever is a slave to sin, because their father is the devil. I didn't say so. The Lord Jesus Christ told us. Please read the next scripture. John chapter 8, verses 37 to 45. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham. And yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father. But you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied. For if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. They replied, we aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Praise the Lord. Those of you who have been following us and our ministry, you know the truth. You are disheartened when you go to preach the gospel. Imagine how God feels. There's a reason many do not believe. Because they have their father, the devil, still blindfolding them. That's why they don't hear. And then you get discouraged and say, I won't go again. No, you have to continue because the Lord Jesus Christ is telling them there, their father, the devil. See, let's, let's put it this way. Anyone that's a child of God, who is going to be a child of God, when they hear the truth, something happens in their heart. They may not believe it at that moment or accept it completely, but they will have no rest until they come into that saving knowledge. So you have to persist. Because those who have chosen to believe their father, the devil, will continue to believe him until the day they die. However, through your prayers and my prayers, the yoke can be broken so that their eyes can be opened, so that they can hear the voice of the Son of God and be delivered. So you are not contending with those who are believers. You are contending with those who father is the devil, who, has, who is so powerful that he has enveloped them in his lives and given them splendor and love for the things of the world. And don't be discouraged, child of God, if when you enter some of these very big cathedrals filled with such luxurious things, you shouldn't be worried. They don't know God either. And you shouldn't be found anywhere. Because what are you doing there? You can't worship an altar of Belial. Please, I have to be very blunt here because this is the truth. And that's why there's so much evil in our world today. So much unbelief is because 
The children of the devil are so much. And those who ought to speak the truth are beginning to join them because they are discouraged. You should not be. I should not be. The important thing is even if it's only you. Hold on to the faith. Once we deliver to the saints, it's for you to inherit eternal life. Praise the Lord. Wickedness of fallen humans. Those are the consequences. Which is what from then now applies to now. We're going to read the scripture, please. Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 to 13. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth, for whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. Verse 12. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Praise the Lord for his word to us. Genesis chapter 6 verse 12. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. Can you see that? Do you see that? Everyone on earth was corrupt. Only one man and his family was found righteous before God. What is God seeing in our 21st century world? If you are sincere and you are spirit-filled, you will agree with me that our 21st century world is no better than that first world that God destroyed. Look at all the violence in all the world, all the injustice, all the inhumanity of human beings to one another. And it's not only in this 21st century, it's been going on right from the time of Adam to now. But in our 21st century world, what is God seeing? So much evil. So much evil, so much injustice. I don't want to enumerate them. 
Maybe I will at some point in the series if I'm late to. But please, you, you, whichever country you are hearing this message, watch what is going on in your country. Your country is no better than the other one. There are evil that are being covered or being opened, depending on how free the press is. Even the press is not free in the sense that there are many biases. But that's not the matter now. The point thing is, our world today is as wicked or more wicked than the world that God destroyed. That's how God sees it. Unbelievers of our time are wicked, more wicked, I believe. And I will even say many who claim to be believers in our world today love the world more than they love God. And once you do that, you are not, God casts you out because God, you can't take the world before God. When you take the world before God, you're taking the devil before God. Because the devil is still the ruler of the world. The devil is the ruler of the fallen world. Christ is only ruling his church. The church that will eventually come to rule the earth when that time comes. But until then, the devil is still in charge. But God, of course, restricts depending on his purposes. Many believers are given to the pride of life. To opulence. To even wickedness. Some do exactly, in fact, I'll say many do exactly what unbelievers do. And let me say something. Just like the first woman, wherefore blindness does not cut it. You know, sometimes, oh, we didn't know. It does not cut it. There is no excuse for you and I not to read the Bible on our own and to believe God and his word more than that of any human being. There is no excuse like I say again, wherefore blindness will not cut it on the last day. So if you like, if I like, let me continue to follow these so-called big daddies and mommies in you people's organizations. It will not bring your eye to heaven. It will take you away from God. I want you and I to know today, as I'm concluding, that God is just. If God destroyed the first world, why would he not destroy this world? And very soon too. God made judgment. He, he delivered judgment in that first world. And as you shall see next Sunday in subsequent worlds, before our own, or dispensations, depending on what you are, but I would prefer to use worlds. Be a just God. He has to weigh us on the scale of the first century world. I'm sorry, of the, of, of the world of uh, our first, the first woman. And I suspect that we are right there now if we're not even tilting it further. So be a just God. What do you think is going to happen? He will always bring judgment on the disobedient, no matter the period in human history. And we're at that point right now. Because it is too much. Evil is too much in your homes. In your homes. Evil is too much in your countries. Every country in the world, if you think your country is free, send us your country. We will make a dissertation on it and tell you why evil has so amassed your systems. All of you, all of us are guilty. So we, like Daniel, must need to intercede. But not for the world. Remember Christ said, I do not pray for the world. I pray for those who are following me.
You are going to intercede for the children of God who have known him but by sleep, number one. You are going to pray for those who are children of God, but they have not yet known the children of God. They have not had the message. They have not had the true gospel of Christ. That's where you and I will judge. If you and I fail to let people know, because you don't know who God has called or who we hear. So we tell everybody. Believing that those who are his children will hear the voice of the Son of God and will do what? Be saved. So you and I will be judged if we fail to continue to pronounce the gospel of Christ and to live in accordance with it. But when we do, he is with us. And he said, I'll be with you. Up to the end of the age. So today as we sing this song, we're going to prepare our hearts to worship God. Ask him to prepare us at all times for worship. No matter our circumstance. Don't ever look at the world's circumstances. Always look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. That's who you and I should what? Follow. Let us sing this song. Prepare our hearts to worship you, the ever faithful, ever true Son of God. Forgive our sin. Make us new, O God. Prepare our hearts to worship you, dear God. Prepare us for holy ground. Let our defenses tumble down. Come and do what only you can do, O oh God. Prepare our hearts to worship you. Oh God to worship you at all times no matter the circumstance you are the ever faithful the ever true God forgive our sin and make us new prepare our hearts oh Lord to worship you at all times no matter the situation Prepare hearts for holy ground. Let our defenses tumble down, dear God. Come and do what only you can do. Prepare hearts to worship you. Prepare hearts to worship you, dear God. Prepare hearts to worship you. We worship you, dear God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Dear God, blessings, glory, and honor belong to you. Thank you for your word to us. Bless everyone who has had this message today. Help us, Lord, to continue to walk in the path of righteousness. Reboot the devourer for sex, my Father, my God. Bless the homes of everyone. Bless all who even 
access this message in future, Lord, that the truth will set them free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, yes, the world is a total shambles. What can we say? We pray, Lord, that those who are in bondage may be freed. That you will open doors for these messages to reach every place. And as they hear, Lord, those who are called to eternal life, the chains will be broken, their eyes will be opened, their hearts will be opened, and their ears will be opened, and they will embrace their son, Jesus Christ. Father, help everyone who has come to the seven knowledge, that they will not fall away. Blessings and glory, Lord, belong to everyone who has had this message, Lord. But those blessings are to you, Lord, because I join them to share those blessings and glory to you, my Father, my God. And to join them to say, Father, we worship you as a church, as a fellowship, as a group of people where two or three have gathered in your name. We give you all the praise and honor, God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank you all for watching. Amen. The Lord continue to bless you all. Bless your homes. In everything you do, may God sustain you and keep you until the day of his appearing. Please continue to pray for us. We covet your prayers. In Jesus' name.